Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Le'ilu Yunushmasimim Rosi Ruspas Mordechai. Today's year is sponsored by the Kessler family. Rufur Shleim of Aliza Tova Bas Esther Gruno. Kassil Moshe Ben Sora, Pichatzaliyo Ben Nechoma. Tilio Simcha Aliza Bas Kloriu, the Yosef Ben Rivka Esther. And by Ari Slasky, Le'ilu Yunushmas Elio Ben Moshe Yosef. And, interesting, Le'ilu Yunushmas Elio Ben Moshe Yosef by Shifro. I don't know if it's uh what whatever. The Neshama should have a double aliyah. Rabbi Isai, we have some Gvaldic emails here. Let's see how many we could get through. By Eitan Burstein. He says like this. Dear Veli, I'm feeling a high and exhausted from attending the live show Woodmere Motsi Shabbos. I was debating whether to drive an hour and a half each way. But I knew I would regret it if I didn't go. I started the Shah cycle listening to various Urim, doing it on my own. Happened upon Yashir in the beginning of Psachim. I was hooked instantly from Psachim. Ravelli, you're what's referred to in baseball as the five tool player. You have it all. Whew. This is going to be a lot of Anova. One, the clarity of your Torah. Two, the energy. Three, the charisma. Four, the jokes. Five, and most importantly, the humility. It's not just the impact that I've had on my life, but on my entire family's life. I have no doubt that if I was doing the daf my own with another Magichir, the Roishim would not be the same. My sons likely can't recognize the face and the voice of Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, but they can recognize the face and the voice of Reb Eli Stefanski Shlita. Oh my, my children love you and that's because my learning is an entire family experience. That's amazing. That's good stuff. Our one Zemmer that we all sing together Friday night is it's Geschmack to learn the daf. That is one Zemmer that I do not sing at home. <laughs> if I did, I would be very much bruised. You have many endearing qualities for me, but for me, what caused instant connection was that you're relatable. You're obviously a Tamut Chacham, nu, 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 but at the same time, you present yourself as one of the guys. Yeah. You're a Magichiru skis, yes. And whose children occasionally play video games. No, not occasionally. That is someone who I can relate to. If your kids play video games, you know it's not occasional. Hashem puts us in this world to help others. That's what you stand for. The, the, the MDY and all the people behind the scenes stand for. Thank you to you and your wife from the bottom of my heart. May Hashem shower upon your family tremendous bracha for all that you do to the cloud i know you like pics so i have attached one since you have so much time in your hands i want to make a suggestion your period to me is someone who is always looking to do more and not rest on his laurels <laughs> our collective children are chalishing for b'nai Torah role models and you're the time of what makes sense connected with children an excellent storyteller how about a once a month sheer featuring revealing the children of loimdi daf yoimi we can make a live Zoom Sunday night in Eretz Yisrael time. I think it would take the Achtos and Reyes of MDY to another level. Something to think about. Eitan Burstein, Springfield, New Jersey. Givaldika, Givaldika email and a great, great picture. Geschmack to do the daf with all the kindleach. Ah! I showed this email to my wife on Shabbos. And she reminded me that I was a big... Shmerel, Baron Shmerel guy, he used to do a lot of stories for the kids, Shmerel and Beryl. He once hired me in my shul here in Eretz Yisrael, in Mappet Chemesh, to give a shear for an hour for the kids on Shavuos night. 
And needless to say that they never asked me again. Because I don't think we did a single word of Torah. It was all about Shmer and Beryl. The kids having a blast, but they didn't learn a, a word of Torah and they were very upset at me. Okay. By Akiva Zolkowitz. Good morning, Rebelli. I'll tell you... I, I'll tell you how this all started 44 days ago. David Zlatnik, F200. David Zlatnik is famous. He's a big Atzala guy, great guy. Came to all the shiurim from Lakewood all the way to every single shear in the five towns. And he was just finishing dispatching Atzala at 12 a.m. I was outside, just finished the call. I was down. I need something more in my life. I was empty. He tells me, I got something for you. I was like, what? He says, do the daf. I was like, yeah, okay, I don't learn or even know how. How to? He's like, it's going to change your life. And it did. It's now 44 days. Haven't missed one day. I haven't learned like this ever in my life. One year in 11th grade, I had a Rebbe that was like you, who brings Gishmak to Torah. Since then, I didn't open up a Gemara. Did not open up a Gemara since 11th grade. Unbelievable. I wake up every morning waiting to get onto YouTube. Wow, Ellie, you changed my life. Thank you. And your entourage for making this happen every day. It's a, it's a mamish, a team effort, this whole thing. Everybody who's a part of it, there's a lot of people a part of it. P.S. was on the way back transport to city from Brooklyn. was in the middle of a daf when a call came out. Needed to get right back to it. When it was call was over, we went back from the hospital in an ambulance. Two pictures. One of them is an ambulance. After a call, you had to get back right to it. And the second one is in Uman. Three weeks ago, did the daf at the Tzioin. Here it is. One picture is of him in the ambulance, and this one right over here at the Tzion in Uman, which reminds me that the Paras HaChodesh is Michael Bamela. I don't remember the, the names and everything. Let's see if I have it here. But the main thing is that he should have the Schos to go to Uman this year. I'm sure that's the main. Um, yeah, so F200. No, F200 is Latnik. I hope this is not... Did I meet you? Or that's the other one. I met F202. I don't remember anymore. I'm confused. You don't look familiar. I don't know. If I did, I'm very, I'm very sorry. I know that Davis Latin brought this guy F202. So I don't know. Shemirachim. Anyways, listen, Sadik. Davis Latin, you brought you in. Now you have to turn around. Every guy in the ambulance, you turn around to them and say, You want to live? Do the daf. I don't know. Do whatever you can do. I know it's embarrassing. You don't want to be like, uh, but it's Kadai. Look what Davis Latin did to you. Got you at least 44 days. You could get somebody else also. It's Kedai. Spread the wealth. Rabbi Isai, we're in the last, last word. Adaf Mem Hayon Mem Beis Meisve. So it goes like this. Yesterday, we had a Machloikis. We have Lulav and Esrig and a Sukkah. The Sukkah, I, I thought it would be cool to have a Sukkah on top of a camel. But it means any Sukkah, yeah? How many brachas do you make on it? So we had Shmuel that says, on a sukkah, you make one bracha the first day of Yantif, that's it. It should last the entire Yantif. But for a lulav, Shmuel says a lulav, seven days. Seven brachas. Rabbi Yochanan, we had two Rabbi Yochanans. One, Rabbi Yochanan, that says for a sukkah, seven, in other words, every single day you make another bracha, or every time you make a hefsik, you make another bracha. And for a lulav, one bracha. So in other words, Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Yochanan, is the exact opposite of Shmuel. One and seven, seven and one. Then comes 
Rabbi Yochanan, according to Ravin, and it says it's seven and seven. No matter what, you make a, that's what we do today, right? We make a bracha on the lulav every single day. We make a bracha on the sukkah every single day. That's where we're holding. One thing we said yesterday, we finished off, <clears throat> that in Rabbi Yochanan, at least, uh, yeah, both Rabbi Barbachana and Ravin say seven days First, seven brachas for a sukkah. Seven and seven, everybody agrees. The machlaikis in Rabbi Yochanan is a lulav. One and seven. So therefore, the halacha is for sure that when it comes to a sukkah, we make a bracha every single day because the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan versus Shmuel. Okay, now we have a question. Mesa. Ha'isa lulav la'atzmai tap of memvav. Unbelievable how the days go by. It's already Memvav. We just started Sukkah yesterday. It's already Memvav. When you make the Lulav for yourself, you make a Brach Shechiyonu. We don't pass it like that. We'll get to that a little later. We make one Shechiyonu on the first time that we shake the Lulav. Although it's brought down Lalach here, but we'll go into it. We don't. When he goes to shake the lulav, that's what we do. Even though he made a bracha on day number one, so over here in the Bryce it says that on a lulav you make a bracha seven days, not one time. So that's a kasha on blue. Rabbi Yochanan, according to Rabbi Barbachana, says you only make a lulav one time. Ha'isa sukkah continues. You make a sukkah for yourself. Again, Rashi points out, it must be for yourself. If you're a guy that's making sukkahs for other people, a guy that's making lulav for other people, of course you don't make this bracha. But for yourself. You make a leishev. <coughs> So here's the problem. It says that on a sukkah, you make the bracha one time. So that's a kasha on both Rabbi Yochanan's. Over here it says, both Talmidim and Rabbi Yochanan say, Rabbi Yochanan said you make a bracha every single time you go into the sukkah, every day. Seven. Over here in the Bryce it says, on a sukkah you only make a bracha once. Kash lulav alulav. Kashya sukkah sukkah. Okay, we explained what the kash on lulav is and we explained what the kash on sukkah is. Say sukkah is one day and Rabbi Yechon says sukkah is seven days. We said in the Braissa, like Shmuel, that lulav is seven days and the kash is only according to this Rabbi Yechon that a lulav is one day. This Rabbi Yechon is fine. Okay. Bishloim lulav al lulav like kashya. I can answer the lulav part. Kam is manch beisamikdash kayom. When the beisamikdash is kayom, so lulav is seven days. When the Beis Hamikdash is no longer around, like in our days, so then you'll make a bracha only once. But we have a mitzvah to sit in a sukkah every day, and it says you only do one bracha on a sukkah. Sakam Rishon says seven brachas. Says the Gemara That's why. Let's compare it to other mitzvahs. Tefillin. Time of the Gemara, they wore tefillin all day long. So how many brachas do you make on a tefillin in a day? Based on how many brachas you make on tefillin 
every day, then we could use that for a sukkah. So the halacha is called Manshim Enichom Mevarach Aleim, Divri Rebbe. Rebbe says every single time you come in, you come out of the bathroom, you do this, you put it down, you take a nap, every single time you make a bracha. Chacham say no, you only make one bracha. And as we'll see in a second, Itmar Abay Omar Hilchasoki Rebbe. The halacha is like Rebbe, that's how we paskin. That every single time you put on your tefillin during the day, make another bracha. Therefore, that goes like Rabbi Yochanan, that every single time you go into the sukkah, you make a bracha on the sukkah. Just like tefillin. You only make a bracha once on tefillin. This is the famous son of the daughter of Shmuel, his father's name is not mentioned, because Rashi always says that Shmuel's daughter was captured by Goyim, and this is the outcome of the father was a Goy. But later on, during her pregnancy, he became a Ger. But because the pregnancy was Shaloi Bigdusha, we don't mention the father. We say it's the son of the daughter of Shmuel. So Mari, a big, a big goggle came out of this. Rav Mari from this pregnancy. I saw with my own eyes Rav himself used to make a bracha many times a day on tefillin. Even though he paskins, he should only do it once like Rabbana. What would he do? First in the morning, early in the morning, he would go to the bathroom, he would do a chanas, take care of his body. And when he come out of the bathroom, he would wash his hands, he'd do one bracha on tefillin. But that wasn't enough during the day. If you had to go to the bathroom again, you'd go, you'd come out and wash his hands. Rav himself acted differently than what, you, than, than what he said, the halachas. We pass like Rebbe. Because you see that Shmuel holds, Shmuel holds and Rav holds you make seven brachas. So Mela and, Re- and Rebbe Echenon also. Because everybody holds like this. So the Allah is like Rebbe, Mevachinon, Kol Shiva. Amr Ma'ezutra. Chazinu le Rav Papa. I saw Rav Papa, the Rav Papi. The Kol Eimaz, the Marach Tevilim Mavarach. Every time he put on his tefillin, he made a bracha. Rabbanon de Veir Ravashi. Kol Eimaz, the Memash Meshebehu, Mevarach. Okay. So this is another halacha. If you recall in Masechtas Yuma, we learned that there's a chiyuv to touch the tefillin based on the tzitz of the kain gadol. had to touch his tzitz, make sure that he's not mesiach das from it. So too tefillin, you touch it, and every time you touch it, you make a bracha. What bracha do you make? So Taisvis over here says lishmar chukov, a bracha called lishmar chukov. I'm safekeeping his commandments. Okay. If the tefillin move away from where they're supposed to be, raib, or most of it, says the Mishabura, you have to make a bracha when you put your tefillin back on. Similar to a talus. If you're in shul and suddenly your talus falls off, you, you weren't aware that it was going to fall off and it fell off, so when you put it back on, you have to make another bracha. So if your tefillin, I don't know exactly, like sometimes it becomes completely like your tefillin shiad just falls off, you don't have to undo everything and put it back on. L'chaira, 
you have to make another bracha. Now, if you yourself moved your tefillin, you moved it, you're playing around a little bit. So according to the Mechaber, if you moved it because you want to put it right back, according to the Mechaber, you have to make another bracha. According to the Ramah, so if you're a Sephardi, you make another bracha. And Ashkenazim, according to the Ramah, do not make another bracha. Now, if he took off his tefillin completely because he wanted to be mafiach or he wanted to go somewhere else, so, and he didn't have in mind to put it back right away, according to everybody, he has to make a bracha. Okay, so afach is a little different because you cannot wear tefillin during that time, so a it's a real hefzik, fine. Zog de Gemar, Amar Says Shmuel, Mitzvah's lulav kol shiva. The bracha of a lulav is every day, and that's what we had over here, Shmuel 7. So let's remember this for a second, because the Gemara is going to say that maybe somebody else says exactly like it. Rabbi Shua ben Levi says, you only make one bracha on a lulav. From there on, it's only the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon, you don't have to make a, a bracha on it. You don't make a bracha on a Rabbanon. So for, Rabbi Yitzchak is going to say like Yerushua ben Levi, but the Gemara understood for now that not. Every day is a Rabbanon, and if every day is the Rabbanon, according to this part of Rabbi Yitzchak, you wouldn't make a bracha at all on a lulav. Says the Gemara, oh, you don't make a bracha the first day. Where do we say that the first day is the Raisa? Going back to this beautiful chart. Here. Harishain, Gvulin. In other words, even outside of the Beis HaMikdash, the first day is Dairaisa. Meaning, this has nothing to do with the Beis HaMikdash. In Gvulin, you're in Tveria somewhere. You have to Shekelulah. So that's outside of the Beis HaMikdash, it's like Gvulin, it's Dairaisa. Here, we learn from the word Rishon. Says the Gemara, you're right. No, the first day you take a chayav a bracha. So he's saying the exact same thing as Rabbi Shulban Levi. Rabbi Shulban Levi also said you have to make a bracha on the first day. You're right. There's no difference. Rabbi Shulban Levi says it. Rabbi Yitzchak agrees with him. The first day is the right. So you make a bracha. The rest of the days you don't make a bracha at all according to them. So here, now we have Rav. We have Shmuel. Imagine. The two that argue in the entire Shas, they agree on something. They agree that you're supposed to make a bracha all seven days on a lulav. Therefore, says Rashi, that's why we're passing, like Rav and Shmuel. And Rabbi Yechanan also says it. So we have Rav, Shmuel, Rabbi Yechanan. On Amit Beis, the last, last line in Rashi, Rashi says, if you have an argument between Rabbi Yechanan and Shmuel, that looks like Rabbi Yechanan anyway. But here we have Rabbi Yechanan, Shmuel, Rav, everybody says you make a bracha every single day on a lulav. That's what we do today. We make a bracha every single day Oh. How do I know that Rab says this? From a diok in another halacha. Because he said it in the name of Rab. So here we have a sugi of Hanukkah. If you light the candles for Hanukkah, you have to make a bracha. What's the chiddush? Because what are you saying in the bracha? You're saying, Hashem commanded me to light the nearest Hanukkah. <laughs> Hashem didn't command anything. It's not, a, it's not in the Torah they have to light Hanukkah. Light. But you say it. So, Meila, you're supposed to make a bracha. 
Rabbi Yirmiyomar, Haroya Ner Shulchanukah This is incredible. Rabbi Yirmiyah says, listen to this halacha. Think about it. Where else in the Torah do you have halacha like this? If you are walking down the street and you didn't light Chanukah Licht yet, and you're not going to, you don't have, you're whatever, you're on the way, the first menorah that you bump into, you make the bracha. Where else do you have that in the Torah? If you are passing by a mezuzah, you say a bracha. If you pass by somebody's tefillin, you should say, Never heard of such halacha. It's a once in a lifetime halacha. Why? Because of the chavivus hanes. There's such a nace as Taisvis. We're so into the nace that when you see the nace and you don't have another opportunity, you make a bracha just by seeing it. I just want to point out that Rashi says it. I'm going to get it from my good friend who wrote me a long email that I'm saying a lot of shtusim and shir. That are not going to get to the oilam. Okay. But I like to point these things out. Rashi over here says, Haroya ner Chanukah, it's a mitzvah, and we discuss it a few times. Anytime the Gemara talks about Neris Chanukah and the halachas inside the Mishnabur and the Shulchan Aruch, there's a mitzvah to put it by the door. So I used to put it by the door in Chicago, and people yelled at me. I guess it might be a problem of Yara, of Gaiva, maybe if nobody else does it. But Mikir Adin, mitzvah it's, it's a mitzvah to put it by the door. We're not so mocked about on it. In Israel, they are. Not so much in America. Okay. I don't know why Rashi sticks it in. He says, if you see it, because it's you're supposed to put it by the door, and you see it by the door, great. And if you see it by the window, okay, maybe that's not what he means. It's not means that you know you get to see it from the outside. What are the brachas? Yom in the first night you say Hamad Shalosh. What are the three? Shachyanu, Shalsanisim. And Bitsivanu Lahadlik Ner And Araya Milvarakstein. The one that sees, which one does he take out? He takes out the Vitsivanu Lahadlik Ner Chanukah. But he does say Shachyanu. It's the first day for it. Okay. Mikan Veilach, Madlik Milvarakstein. On the rest of the days of Chanukah. You only make two brachas, veroya mevarech achas. He only makes one bracha, shasenisen. Umay mevarech. What is the third bracha that the guy lighting the candles makes and the guy seeing the candles does not make? Baruch Hashem commanded us, lahadlik ner shel Chanukah. And there are those who don't say shell, whatever the bracha is, v'tzivanu lahadlik ner Chanukah. The Gemara says Shel Chanukah. Maybe last time the Gemara said different. Okay. The point is, Hashem Baruch commanded us. Where did Hashem command us? There's no Chanukah in the Chamish Chum Shetayra. Meloi Sasur. The famous Pasuk. That whatever Chacham command us, you're not allowed to veer to the right or to the left. Therefore, it's as if Hashem commanded us. And you could say a brach of a Tzivanu l'ahal l'gner Chanukah. And of course, you have to go to the continuation of the Pasuk. If the Gdailim tell you, then you must listen to them. So this is where we see in the Torah the idea of Vitzivanu. 
Hashem commanded us, the Skenim tell us, then it's a command. Skip the line. So again, how do you see that Rav says that you have to make a bracha on the Rabbanon? Here, he says, Mefurish. You make a bracha, so two by Lulav and Esrig, when you have days that the Rabbanon, the six other days, you say a bracha, However, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak doesn't say it's a diuk from halacha, different halacha of Chanukah. It's mafurish in Hilchois Lulav. Amar Rav, Rav says, Kol Shiva Mitzvah Lulav. You have to make a bracha every single day of Sukkot. Mafurish in the in a, in, a, in a line. Amar Rav, Kol Shiva Mitzvah Lulav. Torah Banon Ha'isa Sukkah La'atzmai. If you build a sukkah, as you're building the sukkah, you finish building the sukkah three weeks before sukkahs. A mitzvah to build a sukkah, like Jeff Rosenberg said this year, he's buying a sukkah, he's building his own sukkah. Don't get too excited. Don't make this shechiyanu. What if you have an existing sukkah from last year? If you could make something new in it, the schach, some say not so much even a decoration, but the schach, right? You have to change up the sukkah itself. You add another piece, another this, take it off. So when you do that, you make a bracha. If you didn't make anything new in the sukkah, you make two brachas. What are the two brachas? Shechiyanu and Leishiv sukkah. Again, Rav Kahana very, very sharp. And Rabbi Yochanan killed him because Rabbi Yochanan thought that he's smiling at him. And then he's Machayim Mason, that whole Maisa that we had the other day. So I saw Rav Kahana, the And this is what we do today. When we sit down in the sukkah and we make Kiddush, so then we say Leishev. And we say Shechiyanu, it's based on this Rav Kahano. Now, in our days, the Mishabur brings down that we don't say a Shechiyanu when we make the Lulav. And we don't make Shechiyanu when we build a Sukkah. And the reason is because we're very fortunate. We don't realize how fortunate we are. But in our days, it's very, it's very common for everybody to have a Lulav. So it makes sense to make the bracha when you make the Eged. But because in those days they had one lulav for the whole village, so it's not nice for one guy to make a bracha when he makes the Eged and nobody else could say the bracha. Only him. So therefore, also the same thing with the sukkah. Therefore, they, they instituted that we don't make the bracha. But if you do make the bracha by the Eged, so you yoy to the bracha then. You do make a bracha when you build a sukkah, then you yait. It's not the end of the world. They just instituted that we shouldn't. You make it later on by kiddush. Tanu rabbanon, hayu lefanov mitzvahs harbe. If a person has many mitzvahs in front of him, so let's see Rashi. What what does that mean? Like five six lines from the bottom. Mitzvahs harbe, lito lulav. He wants to shake his lulav. Leishiv a sukkah. Sit in a sukkah. He has four mitzvahs in front of him. 
So they want to prove from Rashi that Rashi wore tefillin on Chalamayid. Because the only way you have a lulav and a sukkah and tefillin is on Chalamayid. Not like the gra and the Hasidim. Okay, so you have a bunch of mitzvahs in front of you. You have tefillin and it could be just, let's say, tefillin and, and, and a talus. Now what? According to this man, the Omar, Oimer, Baruch Hashem, the Shonom, Mitzvah, Allah Mitzvah, one bracha knocks them all out. You don't have to say, Lohaniach Tfilin, and Mitzvah, Mitzvah, and Leshev, one bracha. Mitzvahnu, Allah Mitzvah. If you do Oimer, Mivarech, and that's the halacha, Mivarech, I call Achas, Vachas, Bifni Atzma, you make a bracha on each and every single mitzvah. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Yehuda? You make a bracha on each and every mitzvah. You should bless Hashem every day, day, day. What? Only, you only bench Hashem in the day, not at night. The Pesach is coming to tell you. Every day has its type of brachas. So on the weekday, you make a, a weekday bracha. On Shabbos, you mention Shabbos. And on Yantav, you mention Yantav. And every single day, Rabbi Isa, you're supposed to make a hundred brachas. You have the, every day, you have its brachas. In other words, you should be careful for the hundred brachas a day. So if every day has its own bracha, so then every object, every mitzvah has its own bracha, every tefillin, every talis, every lulav, every sukkah. You see, when you learn shas, so these gemaras repeat themselves. So if you're with us in brachas, we had this exact gemara. Gishbaruchu is not like a human being. He acts differently. Midah is basavadam. It's not even a midah. It's a, a fact. It's one of the rules. Kli, reikon, machzik. If you have an empty vessel, you could put things in there. Daf, mem, vav, amad, beiz. Machzik, then you could put in there. Male, any machzik. If a vessel is full, if you have room in air, great, you can fill it up, but it's full to the top. You can't add anything. That's just I don't know what the word is, science, or whatever the word is. But HaKadosh Baruch works in the exact reverse. If a person is full of Torah, then you'll hold the Torah, you'll remember the Torah. If you're an empty-headed guy, you don't have any Torah, so whatever you put in there, you're not going to remember. If you hear the Torah, you learn the Torah, Tishma, you'll be able to keep it. If you don't learn it, Loi Tishma. So, Rabbi Isai, the Chonon Pressman has to say, Advar Torah on the parishes. Here you go. This is a pasuk in this week's parasha. Take out your pen, write it down, say it by the Shabbos table. Because I've been waiting for this Advar Torah. I said it over in Brachas Dav Beis. But here it is. Here's the Yisoyed. The Pasuk says in Shomoya Tishma, if you learn, then you'll be able to keep the learning. 
Listen to this. Rashi says, If you're used to listening to Torah, then you'll hear it. You'll keep it. You'll be able to learn more and add more to it. So the Chavetz Chaim says in Torah, This is the famous idea. Everybody knows it, but it's from this passage in this week's parasha. Anything you learn in this world, you get to learn it in Olam Abba. So that's why Rabbi said we learned Afiyoyimi. Because the ideas that we learn here will be able to be Moisif, Rashi says. Moisif, Lil Moedul Ha'isif. Obviously, we don't understand it on a very high level. And there's a lot more in every halacha. But you need to have the Marim Makam. You need to have the basics. You need to at least learn it once. You learn it once, then they can elaborate on it in Shamayim, in Oilam Abba, when they learn Torah together, they'll teach you the real Torah. But you need to at least learn it once. Yesterday we learned about the 72 Shemois and the Pasuk and different Pesukim and Hayd. So at least we learned it. Maybe we didn't understand the thing we learned. Then they'll come and they'll explain it to us. But if you didn't learn it, you didn't get to Daphne and Vav and Sukkah, that's it. They're not going to teach you about that Rashi and those and the Shemois and the Yehudim and this and that. You're stuck on the Vdeh, the Gimel, wherever you got to. That's what it says. It's Chavetz Chaim. I'm not making this up. If you learn it, then they'll add to it. If you don't learn it, you'll never get to learn in Olam Amos. If you do Chazara, 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 Tishma B'chadosh. Again, let's see Rashi inside. Tishma B'chadosh. If you do Chazara, You'll become smart enough to understand new things within it. You'll understand new within the old. I saw this morning a Ben Yoyada who says, I'll read the Lashem. If you work hard to remember, and you become full of Torah, if a person works hard to be gairis, to learn up, and to remember the Gemara, to remember Shas, then he'll have within him the ability to learn Lamdas, Girsa, Svara, that sort of thing. That's what he says. But first, it's a Gemara, it's based on Rava. First, you, you have to learn it. Get it down, the basics, and then you go into Svaro. Says the Gemara. And if you decide to do other stuff, keep busy with Narishkeit. Shov loy tishma. Then it's not going to go in. Okay. Nusogyo. Shkoyach. We just turned to Daphne Vavon Bay, sponsored by the MD White Tilling Group. For all those who need Shiduchim Rufusi, I feel bad for you guys because you're sitting there on the edge, thinking to yourself, should I say it? Should I not say it? Meanwhile, you missed the whole Vart. The whole Chavetz Chaim, whee, right over. So I advise you guys that are waiting there to tell me, turn it up, turn it up. Go back and listen to this because it's a beautiful piece. Uh, so, anyways, go. For, if you need Shiduchim Rufusi Shuas, please join Tehillim.8mindaf.com. Sponsored by Shlomo Lazarian from LA. In honor of Eli's wife, 
for sacrificing her life. I'm telling you, I saw the two of them talking over there in front of the hotel. I was getting a little nervous. I don't know what she told him. She said, I'm sacrificing my life for all of this. In order for Elliot to prepare, poor guy, he had to give her a bracha. So we learned in the Mishnah, you take the lulah of the Esrig from the kids. When once, once the day is seventh day, after davening, you shake it, grab it from them. So interesting. The Esrig is only Asr, it's a mitzvah, so you can't use it on the seventh day. Shmini motor. But on the eighth day it's motor. Sukkah. If you decide to use your sukkah as firewood, says Rashi, you can't do so on the eighth day. Why? We'll see in a second. Shlokish Omar, Shlokish argues, his brother in law. You could use the Esri on the seventh day. Once you became the mitzvah, you could use it. But Michael Mifli, what's the big machlegis? Mar Sovar, the mitzvah is katsai. If Rabbi Shlokish says, the Esrik is there for the mitzvah. Once you're done with the mitzvah, you set it aside. What does Mukta mean? You set it aside, you don't want to have your bible, you don't want to have anything to do with it for the mitzvah. But I already kind the mitzvah. Once I'm kind the mitzvah, so it's not mukta anymore. Mukta in terms of the mitzvah, mukta machmas mitzvah. This is the concept of even in Shabbos we have this concept. They're not identical, but similar idea. Migoy. If the mukta is there, you set it aside, even for a moment in time, the beginning of the day, the Ben Hashemoshes, then it becomes mukta. You, you don't touch it for the rest of the day. So it's interesting. The Gemara uses this one line that we're about to say, against and then the Gemara is going to flip it. No, it's actually a kasha Rishlokish, not a Rabbi Yochanan. You can learn it both ways. So, okay, I hope not to forget what Rashi brings down here, but the Gemara's Kasha, we're in the middle of a Kasha here. It says in the Mishnah that they would take the Shrogim from the children and they would eat the Shrogim. My love wouldn't look them. You could take it also from an adult. It just happens to be that we're talking about children. That was the Minik, let's say. Like, so in other words, from an adult, you cannot take his esrit. It's mukta for the whole day. But from a child, you could. Because it's not really a mitzvah. He's a child. So you could grab his esrit. just want to point that Rashi brings a famous story. It's in Kayasul Chachameinu. You know those little booklets? Very famous story. That there's a chassid. We can see it inside if we want. There's a chassid. Maiseb a chassid echad. Smack in the middle of the page. Shinosan dinar lani. There's a chassid who gave money to a poor person. Biknitato yishto yubarach. His wife started bothering him, so he ran away. I don't know why he ran away. Maybe he was a tzaddik. He didn't want to fight with her. He ran. Ran for his life. She started bothering him. Picked up and ran. But not stop and run. He ran to another country. Interesting story. He ran without any money. He left his wallet at home. On the seventh day of Sukkot, he went. He grabbed, he stole the shrugging from the kids. We learned it's not stealing, it's machma simcha, it's mutter. It's not tamon. He's on a ship, and it just so happened to be that the king needed, the doctor said, you need an esrig right now. 
I believe in the book it says you need an esrog that the Jew made a bracha on. Over it's Bikitzer the story. He sold it for a tremendous amount of money. And of course, his wife said, Ah, oh, you won the lottery. <laughs> okay, fine. Rashi just wants to point out that we the word miyad is miyad, not miyad. Because there's two ways to be garish. Does the mission say you could take it out of the hand of a kid with a comet, miyad, from the hand of, or miyad immediately? Okay, fine. But an interesting Maisa of Ashgacha Pratis, obviously the king didn't really, Akash Baruch Hu set it up that he had his Shregim in his hand and the king needed a refuah and he got his refuah by paying the Jew big money. Fine. Ikid uh, Amri. But some have it the exact opposite. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12... 13 lines down, let's say. Ikadamri, Ace for Rabbi Yochanan Rishlakish. Fakert. Rabbi Yochanan is proving for our mission against Rishlakish. Miyad, Rishlakish says that you, that you could use the Esrig right away on the 7th. Miyad, the Nagish Shoimtan is Rabbi Yochanan says, beautiful. The Mishnah says that you could grab an Esrig from a kid. Gedailim lai, but not from an adult. What's the difference? Because, Migadis Katsai. It's muksa for the rest of the day, says Rabbi Yechanan. That's why you can only grab it from a kid. Because the kid doesn't have a real mitzvah, and therefore you can take it from him. It's not really muksa. Says the Gemara, so Shlokish will answer, I did not feel like doilim. No! You're, not, you're allowed to grab it from, a, from an adult. Like, like your Shlokish says, you're allowed to, it's not muksa anymore. I did the mitzvah. The mitzvah says, who steals the shrugging from who? Adults steal from ch- children. It's not proper, says Rashi, unless you live in Israel, of course. It's not proper for a kid to walk over an adult and grab something out of his hand. You'd be surprised. Over here it is the shtickle of the minig on a regular day. What is the difference between a sukkah and an esrog? Why does he say that a sukkah goes to the next day? Uh, 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 esrog goes to the next day and sukkah not. Sukkah is Osar on the eighth day, and an Esrog is Mutter on the eighth day. What is the difference? Why is Esrog Mutter on the eighth day, and a Sukkah is not? If a person is hungry, and he happens to be at the tail end of Yontif, where does he have to eat? He must eat in the sukkah because he has a suffix. He doesn't know if it's if it's sukkahs right now or it's already matzah sukkahs. It's been a shmashas. But he's mukhif to eat in the sukkah. So once he's mukhif to eat in the sukkah, that isr, that muktzah keeps on going for the next 24 hours. So it keeps on going. But as the is very interesting. Typically speaking, says Rashi, a person was already yaitz in the morning. And almost never have it. The person has to be Yaitzah Lulav on the night, the, the, the tail end of Yantav. He already went to Shul in the morning. He was Yaitzah already. But it always happens that people want to eat. They're hungry. So if they want to eat all the way at the end of Yantav, and I'm not sure if it's daytime, if it's already night, so it's already Matzi Yantav. Or it's still Yantav, so I have to eat in the Sukkah, Misafik. So since I have to eat in the Sukkah, Misafik, so I already was Maxim Das. I said already, the Sukkah is finished. I can't burn it. For my firewood. 
But a lulav and a esrig, that never happens. So Mela, I'm allowed to use my esrig on the eighth day. Levi says that I'm, I cannot use my esrog on the eighth day. Which Levi is going to... Uh, we'll see in a second. Shmuel's father says, Esrog b'ashvi osur b'shmini mutter. And Shmuel's father says you could use the esrog on the eighth day. So remember, what does Shmuel's father say? You could use the esrog on the eighth day. Come Avuad Shmuel, but Shmuel's father retracted and he took it back. Bishitasid Levi and he holds that on the eighth day it's also not mutter. Come Reb Zera, Bishitasid Avuad Shmuel, but Reb Zera took the original father of Shmuel that on the eighth day it's mutter. Come Reb Zera, Esrik Shenifsula. If listen, this is a big chiddush, Rabbi Say. The Esrik became possible, let's say, all the way in the beginning of Yantan, the first day of Yantan. Asur la Achla Kol Shiva. Once. I was mocked to my esrig, and I said, this esrig is also for me for seven days. So even though the pitam fell off, it broke in half, I cannot use the esrig. Why? Because I was already mocked it for seven days. That's it. It's done for seven days. Amazing halacha, and this halacha l'maysa. Rabbi sir, you hear this halacha l'maysa? On the first, or in the second day in America, in Chutz Laaretz, be careful what you do with your lulav. Don't let your child use your lulav. Because if your child uses your lulav, he be, he's kind of the lulav, and he cannot give it back to you. It comes out that he's, yaitza, he's using a, a lulav. The father is using a lulav. It's not his on the second day. Now the Mishaburah says a very interesting thing. That even if you hold that a cotton is up to six years old, but a cotton could give it back to you when he's six, seven, eight, nine years old, let's say, do not do it because you'll, you're not going to be yaitzachinuch. Because lemaisa, at the end of the day, you're not giving him completely. That's what he said. Fine. Um, oh, and a very, very important Allah, Rabbi Isai. If you're buying a lulav and an esrig from a store, be sure to pay for it before sukkahs. Because if you don't pay for it before sukkahs, it's not yours midairaisa. You coin it with money. You could argue and could this and maybe, but if you want to be yaitza 100%, make sure to pay Noam fix for destroying him before sukkahs. You like that, Noam, yeah? Um, now, one more Allah of five. A person shouldn't like this child. I'm going to buy you. A birthday present. And then you don't give it to him. You're going to teach him how to lie. In the Geras Hagra, the Vilna Goyen says, the worst thing that a child could do is lie. On that you hit a child, he says. Lying and cursing. Two things. Biggest of I'm not exactly sure why. He held that the worst of the worst. Do not teach a child. Mechavrusa told me that what? You're not allowed to lie to an adult either. So he said maybe the pshat is that an adult, sometimes, you tell, you tell an adult, hey, I'll get you this car, whatever. Then, then the prices went up. So you understand, that's not what you meant. But when it comes to the child, there's no, there's no explaining. There's no, oh, I didn't mean it in this and this situation. You told him, you got you to gotta follow through with the child. Fine. I guess we'll stop right here, even though we're behind. Tomorrow, not such a long daf. 
Bezer Hashem, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Oh yeah, oh yeah.